host. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks Podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know, you can download any of these free apps, any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. Join the thousands upon thousands listening every week from all over this blue marble planet. Here are some of our, where's our analytics today? We've got, uh, of course, the good old USA at the top of the list. Followed by Nigeria. Australia, Philippines, Kenya, Latvia, South Africa, Canada, Germany, United Kingdom, India, Malawi, Mexico, Norway, Sweden, Singapore. So good to have you along today. For what has turned into our longest series of podcasts, this Doorways to Deceptions. Now, I didn't plan on it going this long, but Holy Spirit did. And, well, that's who we're going to listen to, right? Probably good advice right there if you get nothing else out of the podcast. Well, I hope it's been a blessing to you as we have been identifying what we are calling Doorways those ways that we are leaving ourselves open for attacks from the enemy. Nobody else is doing it. It's us, right? We have to be honest. We have to look in the mirror. We have to see what it is that we're doing here, opening ourselves up for attacks from the enemy. As the Bible says, neither give place for the devil. That's in Ephesians. He can't He can't just walk into your life and affect you because if he could, guys, he would just kill you. He would just take you out. He wouldn't mess around. He wouldn't give you a chance to recover and bounce back. And no, 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 no. He can't just walk in and affect you. But we can and do allow him to do so by being deceived and lied to, by being tricked. Now, this just comes from misinformation and not knowing your stuff. That's all. The Bible talks about that, that we shouldn't be ignorant to the devil's schemes lest he gains an advantage over us. So we have to be deceived and lied to and tricked. But how do you stop that? It's by knowing the information. It's by knowing the word of God. It's by knowing the God of the word, right? So we have to be deceived and lied to and tricked by him, causing us to come into agreement with him. We don't mean to, but inadvertently you do. And then what? He finds a way in. Well, we don't mean to. It's what the father of lies does. Lies. <laughs> he lies. So we are recognizing these lies because uh, let us not be fooled. We won't be fooled again, the prophets uh, said uh, in the band who. We won't be fooled again. And uh, so this is going to help us be able to slam that doorway shut in his face and then keep those doorways shut. Can't fool us anymore. We know too much. So we spent a lot of time on pride, didn't we? And I guess the Bible had a lot to say about it. And uh, maybe that's an indicator to watch out for that one. Very dangerous one, pride. We know that pride comes before the fall. We don't want that. Ain't nobody got time for that, right? Put pride down. Close the door. I want to move into something else today we have to talk about. And how about money? Money, 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 money. How about money? How about riches? So wealth is like a poisonous viper, which is harmless if a man knows how to take hold of it. But if he doesn't, it will twine round his hand and bite him. 
In Mark 4, we see this very well-known parable of the sower. I, wanna, I want to look more so at the soil types today. I definitely will not get to all of this today, so we'll just keep going next time. But really, it's here that Jesus is showing us different types of a man's heart, these soil types. In Mark 4 and verse 19, And the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So the word isn't the problem because we know the word is not unfruitful. But there's some things that will make the word unfruitful. And let me say this. Money is not the issue. Money is not evil. Money is not bad. It's a tool. Money to me takes what's already inside of someone and shows what's already there. That's been my observation. It will magnify issues already in someone's heart. If you were greedy, it'll show that. If you were a person that's in fear, then more money won't ever be enough. If you are a generous, generous person, well, it reveals that. Money is not the issue. It is the heart. Now, listen, Christians should not avoid riches. I'm, it is so ridiculous to me that we celebrate and, and, and talk about the rest of the world, right, and their great accomplishments, how they are learned people, and, and they did some things, and they earned some wealth, or they worked hard, and they earned some wealth, or they, they got in at a thing, and they stuck with it, and they earned some wealth, or they invented something, and they earned some wealth. And, but a Christian, a Christian getting wealthy, no, 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 we look sideways at that. We look at that, we, we look at that and we say, hmm, they're up to something. Hmm, boy, how did they get that? They had to have scammed somebody. No, Christians should not avoid riches. Absolutely, there's a warning to this. And that, yes, the prosperity that God desires for us, and make no mistake, he does desire it for us. If you go back and look through the Bible, all through the Old Testament, there was a lot of rich folk that they talked about in the Bible. There was a lot of prosperity in the Bible. There was a lot of things happening with finances in the Bible. We see a lot of that. So the prosperity that God desires for us to have has the potential for deception to enter into our lives. Proverbs 1 and 32, the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. I, I, I think the part about being a fool has more to do with it than the money itself, Right? Psalm 35, 27, he delights in the prosperity of his servants. So let's be honest now. You cannot, in this day and age, be as effective at what God calls you into unless you prosper and increase in the kingdom of God. Now, I can tell you this for sure. I have a national televised TV program that airs every Saturday night. Now, God called me into television. It wasn't some idea that I had. Let this be a warning as well, because when I was called to do it, I had a family member who said, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Who's Donnie? If he can do TV, I can do it. No, you can't. If you're not called to do it. So he spent a lot of other people's money and failed miserably and was off TV within a month and spent a ton of other people's money. So no. But as it was, I said, okay, but Lord, if I'm doing it, you're going to have to pay for that one because uh, I don't have that. So for me to do television, I know this ministry is not huge in any way, shape, or form. As a matter of fact, the TV general manager came to me and said, uh, 
you're doing it all wrong. Most have to build up their ministries, get really big, get big churches that then supply the funding for them to air their services. You don't have any of that, and somehow it's all working. This was years ago when we started. So for me to do TV now, I have to have well over, well over $40,000 a year just to broadcast television. It costs 40000 but what I'm saying that is to reach the people I'm called to reach. I needed 40000 more a year to come into the ministry. Well, previously to that, the ministry altogether had never even brought in $40,000 to do what we were currently doing, let alone you want to add something on top of it, but God. And because of it, we receive thousands of phone calls every year, and we minister to every single one of those people. We call them back and spend time ministering to them but not without that abundance for television. We needed that because nobody was saying, oh, let's just, let's just bless you with airtime, right? Right, the networks weren't just saying, golly gee, we just wanna help you out, buddy. I mean, it's just all goody goody for the gospel and you know, the gospel is free. Well, yeah, the gospel is free, but if you wanna air it on television, it ain't free. You know, guys, this isn't like natural television where they get sponsors, right? Co- commercials and, and product sponsors. Christian television is not like that at all. You pay or you don't air, period. There's no commercials. So uh, here's the thing. So what they would tell us is this, uh, it's $40,000 or we're moving on to somebody who can pay it. Well, here's the deal. No reason to let money make that decision when God said that we were going to do it. Well, then he's going to have to foot that bill. So what I'm saying is, is you need it at whatever level to do t- church here at the Midwest Healing Center, right? And I mean, we're, we're at right now, honestly, we are probably sitting at, so, you know, to, to run the Midwest Healing Center here, uh, Sunday mornings, we're probably, if we were being honest right now, we're probably sitting at 50 to 60 on Sunday mornings. That's all in a town of 900. So not bad numbers if you play it that way. Uh, Tuesday nights, we, we do healing school. We're getting ready to start Wednesdays in September. Uh, you know, so 20 on Tuesday nights. Um, what else are we doing? Um, Friday night prayer. You know, so I mean, there's a few things we're doing. But what I'm saying is this. Uh, to, to do church here, I'm not sure you know, or let's say the church you attend. Do you think that electric is free? Because I'm talking about why, why we need finances to come in. Um, because people get weird when it comes to ministry and finances. They just, they say the silliest things or assume just the silliest things that, well, God will provide. Yep. How do you think God is providing? Should I just go get crops and go trade them out down at Como for the electric? You know, because people say, well, the tithe, we get all weird about tithe and offering and money for churches and people telling people, you, you don't need to give. Well, you don't have to give, but you do need to give because how, just check it out. How, do you think the electric is free? Do you think the air conditioning right now is free? That's probably the breath of God blowing out of those vents, isn't it? Maintenance? Buildings don't just regenerate. I don't know if you know. They don't just paint themselves. Those light bulbs don't just replace themselves. Those chairs you sit in at worship, that, the worship that moves you, the camera that allows you to skip church and stay home and watch, insurance in case somebody trips over their own shoelace in the parking lot and sues us, it all cost. 
I know, I know we want to just think, well, God is just causing the world to provide for the church and the ministries all they need. No, no, they all want money. They all want money. I'm saying that to say you need to realize that it takes finances one way or another. But the key to all of this is don't be a fool <laughs> because we all know examples of the natural where God blessed people in ministries and they got a ton of money and they became foolish and they did stupid things. There's a deception that comes with the topic of riches. One of them is the, is the desire to be rich. Now, this one really hits those who, who at one time or another don't seem to have enough money or barely are making it right now. Now, I've watched those that had nothing, grew up with not much, and would live week to week, and there was always this idea that if I just had, if I just had a bunch of money, if I win the lottery, then I would sow to the church and do this and do that, if. Well, 1 Timothy 6, 9 and 10, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lust, which drowned men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. This word love is that operative word here, and it is that word agape, the Greek word meaning a love that prompts you to give of yourself. God's agape, agape love prompted him to give of himself, right? Well, this is saying that if you give yourself to the pursuit of money or the things of money and things that money can buy, it opens you up to every form of evil. Once that happens, you have strayed from the faith and you become deceived and you will ultimately pierce yourself through many sorrows. You'll have way more sorrows than you did back when you were living week to week, believing and trusting God right? I mean, because that's what you were doing before. And a lot of people, when they fall into this idea, this is the idea. Once they gained all this, they don't have to trust God much anymore. Well, let's say this. They should trust God more, but they don't because they think, shoot, man, the one thing that I was believing for every week and holding on to every week and diving in and trusting God and believing God and shoot, I got it made. That brings in some problems. I mentioned this one for those that seem poor or lacking, and it does in context speak of, uh, speak of having bare essentials and not much else, you know, just getting by. And it does go into talk about those who desire to be rich, those who are not rich yet. But the deception is this potential to begin to have the desire for money in this belief, well, if I just had enough of it, then I would be happy and fulfilled and content. Then I would do for the Lord if I had money. It's this drive for money that deceives people into pursuing the idea that money will solve all of my problems. I've watched ministers and ministries get caught up in this pyramid schemes and take their congregations with them because they wanted to be rich. I saw a bunch of it in the 90s, all these schemes, phone cards, phone cards. We'd have meetings at church about phone cards because it was created by a couple Christian guys because they just wanted to bless the church. Bull crap. They wanted to get rich, and they suckered the church right into it, and they fell right in it. All these schemes to help the church get rich, please. That it's money that's going to bring me relief from what's going on in my life. That's a lie. It's a lie from the very father of lies. He wants you to think that it would all be okay if I just had more money. Do you understand money is morally neutral? Money is not evil in itself. Money's not good. It says it's the love of money. That is the root of all evil, not the money, but the love of it. And we say this here all the time that, yes, you need money to help fulfill the call of God on your life, but money is not going to call the shots of what I will or will not do with that call. 
It's never going to be the motivation as to why I do or do not do what it is that God said to do or not to do. The pursuit of money will not be the motivation to obey God's calling, to obey God's calling. We will obey God's calling, period. And if money needs to come for it, then money will come. Money will not make the decisions here. The financial prosperity that is clearly God's will for your life carries with it the potential to rob you of your hunger for God. Back when you were believing God and trusting God and that God would just move and no, we just need money. And this is where people get caught up in all kinds of weird schemes. And if a million people would just send me a dollar. And we see it when people get online and they start begging. You can see when people start begging. They start begging and then they get into fear. I, guys, I saw it for years how fear would motivate what was coming from the pulpit. Financial fear. Money will not make the decisions. If you are hungry for money and all that it can buy me in the natural, then we will lose our desire for all of the supernatural because after all, I can just get whatever I want when I want and uh, that's a lie. We all know there's a lot of things that money cannot buy. How do we avoid this area of, well, I don't even need to trust God anymore because I, I have the means myself. And yet at the same time, God's saying, I wanna prosper you and I wanna give you the means. It's a dangerous balance, friends. In 1 Timothy 6, 8, Paul said, I having food and clothing, let us be content. And then he says in Philippians 4, 11, I have learned that whatever state I'm in, be content. We talked about in a previous podcast, biblical contentment is avoiding becoming disturbed or disquieted about your present circumstances. If we, combi if we can combine that with godliness, as Paul said in 1 Timothy 6, 6, you will have a source of great gain, or one, one translation said immense wealth, immense wealth. So live a godly life, base your obedience to the word on simply trusting the source, the word. God will lift you out of financial insufficiency. So to see if you have this it is to see if you are at rest with where you are and what's going on because that takes faith, doesn't it? Guys, listen, I've done it so many times here at the Midwest Healing Center, how God blessed us and provided when we didn't have a dime and purchased this building for us, literally moved on somebody to purchase this building and moved on people to sow and, and without the scheme and the thing and people sowed into this and, and they did all this and then I find myself standing here at times worried. Oh, we, we, we need more money, we need more. And God said, and I always hear God going, <clears throat> And then I just stand here and I look around and I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. Everything I'm looking at in this building is 100% debt-free. Every camera, every fiber of carpet, every chair, uh, the microphone I'm talking on, the uh, podcast machine I'm using today, the iPad. I'm, uh, <laughs> okay, am I at rest? Am I at rest? It takes faith. No, now listen, it's not to say I'm glad I'm broke and don't have anything and can't pay my bills, but at the same time, it's saying that if I feel like I'm lacking, if I feel like I'm a little bit low here financially, God, I'm trusting you to get me through this and that it won't always be like this. I'm content knowing you always meet my needs and better days are coming. You can rest in faith. I promise you, God will keep his promises to you. Paul could have been like, listen, I'm out here traveling and doing all this. What's the deal, man? Come on, come on, you people need to sow into my ministry because let me tell you, I've been through it, folks. No, he learned to be content. He learned to be content because it's only temporary anyway, isn't it? Money comes and money goes. He learned to be content. 
And we know this. So don't judge your whole life off a 15-second clip of what's taken place today or not taking place today financially. I'm talking about whether for, for this 15 seconds you're on top or if this 15 seconds, I feel like I'm down on the bottom a little bit. All that changes, and you know that. You have to rest in it. No, not okay with just not, not settling, right? But I'm resting in the promises. I can tell you this, as we took on TV, and God, Guys, in the scope of things, we are such a small ministry. And I'm not, I'm not putting us down. I'm just saying in the scope of what's going on, we're such a small ministry. I mean, really not a ministry at all. And now let me go back to the beginning. We weren't even a ministry, right? I mean, to say that we were some organized thing, right? I was working full-time doing construction and then doing healing school on Tuesday nights at our community coffee shop because God said to. And once in a while, getting to go preach at churches or do a healing school at a church here and there, but not really anything that would be considered, boy, they're a full-time ministry. So I'm making my wage, and then healing school would maybe bring in two or 300 a week, maybe, on top of that. So TV, I don't know about that. So at that time, just a local TV station in Missouri, in mid-Missouri, up in Jefferson City, this was a, a one of 14 affiliates to a major Christian station that aired worldwide. It was the major, the major mothership down in Florida, right? And then they have affiliate stations you know, sprinkled throughout the U.S., 14 different ones. And this was one of them we had here in Missouri. And so, well, you need to do TV. So what took place was Matt and I, the co-founder of this ministry, we had been doing healing school, like I said, and working full-time and word got out that people were being healed as these two guys were teaching at this coffee shop. So people started to call here and there and they, and you know, could you come and pray for so-and-so? And one of these so-and-sos were a grandson of a woman who said, this boy's going to die if he's not healed, born with some issue. So we went and we prayed for this boy and a miracle took place and God miraculously moved in his life and he was healed miraculously. Well, this woman was a very good Baptist woman who was good friends with another Baptist woman who was a very popular Christian radio DJ in Missouri at that time who had branched out and was doing TV shows with this local mid-Missouri TV station. She was just a very good speaker. And so she did a lot of events and hosted a lot of events and was very popular on, on a particular Christian uh, radio network here in Missouri that was pretty popular. And now she's going to do this TV show at this local mid-Missouri TV station, and it was gaining in popularity. So this woman's friend, this grandmother, called her, and she said, we've been doing it all wrong. God does heal. My grandson was healed. And these guys are, are doing it all over Missouri. Well, so she contacted us, asked us to be on her television show. And so we did. She interviewed us and shared with us that her friend told her about this and asked us about the testimonies. And so we were able to share about how God was healing people miraculously on this Baptist television program. So the general manager, also Baptist, says, uh, boy, guys, I think you need your own television show. No, nope, no, thank you. No, no. I mean, not even a, not even a consideration. No. So a year goes by, more miracles. Same money. Always broke, always just getting by week to week, working full time. Well, I get asked to be back on that television show. She shared with me that ours was the most watched program that she had the previous year. So I came back, but this time she had been picked to be a filler on a main TV station that airs worldwide. They were going to use her because they had some slots to fill and they liked her program. And so now she's a filler. So this time the audience was going to be 
worldwide as I share these testimonies of God's healing power. Now I'm approached again, uh, you need your own television show. Well, all right, so explain to me what that would look like. What, what would that take? Well, this, that, and the other in production, and you'd come here and stage props and money and airing time and money. And did I say money? Because it takes money. And, and, and then you got to, oh, uh, no thanks. I don't need that kind of trouble in my life. No thanks. So again, now a different program had me on the next year. And as the previous program again, it was the most watched program that they had. So now I'm on a different program, same station, same thing. And once again, I'm approached by the general manager who says, this is the last time that I'm going to tell you, I really believe God is saying you need to have your own television program. God is working miracles through you to these people. So wouldn't he provide for you to be able to do this as well? (laughs) Oh, nice move, Baptist. You want to tell me about faith? Well, that's cute. Great. Thank you. Yes, he would. Of course he would. Now watch, because I'm talking about needing money, needing riches, needing support to do what God says to do. I had less than nothing. Home life was just getting by four children and a ministry, maybe a couple hundred dollars a week. And now it's going to be 300 a week to do this plus camera. Who's going to shoot it? Where and who's going to put it together? How? So I go into the studio, right? They said, well, come up here. And we're going to show you in our studio, and I've got my camera people here at the station, and we have these little places set up where we can shoot it. And I'm going to tell you it was pure crap. Crap. Matter of fact, I think I told them, don't you ever let that see the light of day. (laughs) You got to dig really deep into the darkness of the interwebs to find that first crap program me standing in a studio and camera change and hi there welcome to the program <laughs> just crap horrible a plant two plants and a you know gold wing back chair and a, <sighs> no anointing whatsoever disgusting i gotta go brush my teeth talking about it horrible golly stage it, just not me i said listen here's the deal there ain't no way I'm ever going to do this unless I just go down to the coffee shop where I preach every Tuesday and you just record me doing that. You can't do that. You can't control the noise and the, the lighting's going to be off and people and it's going to be too noisy and you can't do it. So whatever. I said, well, we're going to give it a try. And so we did. Somebody came along and bought one Best Buy camera on Black Friday with a stand and a few lights and a microphone and we did it. We did it. And they'd take it and, and what we recorded and they got a laptop and tried their best to make a TV program out of it and it would take 24 hours to get one 30-minute program made. The laptop would have to render it and it would get so hot they'd have to sit it on the floor in their, on the concrete in their garage. But we did it. Well, what about this 300 a week? We have no support for television, no congregation, no church, no monthly supporters. How are we going to do it? Well, I can't tell you, but we did. We needed it and it was there. So that was just a month and a half that we aired. Just listen to me how, how God works things, okay? Because we're talking about you do need support, but I think we box in the idea of how we think it needs to come. I know I did. I, I know I did when it came to television, and, right? I'm, and I'm going to share this two different stories with you today of how wrong I was and how God will work in ways, come on, way outside. So 
right? A month and a half into doing this television program and nothing, no support, uh, you know, uh, because God did not and still does not to this day, 10 years later on television, does not allow me to beg for money on TV like these other suckers do, where they take 10 minutes of their program. If you send in your very, very best love offering, God, ah, no, I'm going to sell you this oil from the olive tree next to the garden to shut up the gold prosperity coin. If you rub this on your eye, it'll be worth 25 cents. Shut up. So, I, I, so I'm not, I, I don't get to do that. God doesn't allow me to do that on our program. And so here it is, six weeks, and I get a call from the general manager. Mr. Donnie, are you sitting down? I said, oh, well, I can if I need to. Here it comes, right? I think we're canceled. She said, well, sit down if you want to, because National saw your program, and they're asking to pick it up as a free filler for National Television once a week. Did I mention for free? So here we go, once a week for free on National television as a filler like that other lady right well guess what then twice a week for free then guess what locally for free one time a week two three four five times a week then another affiliate asked can we air you in our local town for free and so at one time just trying to get going we were airing nine times a week somewhere in the u.s and then what monthly support started coming in for the 300 a week but the rest was free I was, but I was content with what I had and I was happy to do it. I was happy before I ever did television, happy to travel, happy to go pray for people for free every night. When I knew I had to get up and go to work tomorrow, I was content and happy doing that. I was happy teaching healing school every Tuesday night, resting what God said to do. So he must know something. And so he did. Now listen to this. I was led to go to this, another network. And now this one was a national TV station. And with that, a very big Price tag. They're the ones we're with today. 40,000. Now, 300 a week to 40,000 a year. So here we go. And if you want to do this, you have to have three cameras. And the audio has to be this and this and that. And you have to meet deadlines and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Much more strict deal. So here we go. If you want this slot, you got to get it quickly. You have a month to come up with the, with the, with the money to get started. Or we have to offer it to somebody else. We got to fill the slot. So watch this now. I'm talking about how we got to where we are today. I'm like, okay, okay. I saw God do it with 300 a week and take that 300 a week and, and get my tens of thousands of dollars of airtime for free for 300 a week. All right, all right. So here we go. This, this was how my mind began to work on how God was going to provide to me the finances. I'm gonna go ask some minister friends I know and, uh, and, and so, who have been with us if they would become partners of the TV show at $100 a month. If I can just get X amount of people to partner that I'm going to go ask that I know for 100 a month, I'll be able to do it. And so a few were, right? A few here and there. Nowhere near enough. Now watch, watch how God does. Because see, here's the thing. I'm not worried though. I'm not thinking if I just had, I'm like, we're going to do it. God, you're going to do it or not. You, I've, you led me to go to this. I'm going to rest in it. I didn't ask. You led me. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking to a particular pastor on a Wednesday night before church, and I'm in his office, a man I knew very well, actually a good friend of mine. And um, um, as I'm talking to him, this man busts into the pastor's office, interrupting us. I'm, I'm getting my hundred a month out of him. And this man just busts in and can clearly see that we're talking and sits down. I'm like, now who is this old boy with his cowboy boots and his work jeans and what, what, what you guys talking about? 
And instead of the pastor kicking him out, lets him stay in there telling him everything. And this man says, well, all right, well, I got to go back and usher. Uh, and, and the pastor's like, yeah, that's my head usher. Uh, well, I got to get back out here and usher. Um, hey, guys, you want to go out to eat after church? Um, let's go out to eat. Sure. So the pastor, uh, so he leaves and the pastor says, hey, if he's wanting to take us out, it's because he's wanting to give you money. And I'm like, okay. So I thought, well, maybe another $100 uh, a month deal, maybe. So we go out and I have to share with this guy all I was saying to pastor. And he says, uh, go ahead and call him. Go ahead and call that TV station tomorrow and tell him, go ahead. Go ahead. What, what does it take to get you on air right now? And so I tell him it's X amount of dollars. He said, done. I'm going to write you a check right now. Tell them to go ahead. Here's a check for the first month. Oh, and so we did. By week three, now just third week into it, he says, how's the money looking? What do you need? And then he said, well, here, here, here's next month. Just go ahead. Then month three, he didn't even ask. He just hands me a check. And then he says this, you know what? Let's stop all this. What is it for the entire year? And then he paid for that. Then after the first year, he calls me and he says, I think you need to be airing twice a week. Find out what that $60,000 a year. And he writes a check for that, for the year. Now listen, here we go, one last thing. Because now we are getting some support, right? We've had time to garner support. It takes time for people to find out who you are. Support is building, right? God's working behind the scenes, things are happening. Not, not, not huge, right? Like not, not even, you'd be surprised how we function here on what we have. But I'm not complaining, I'm just saying you would be surprised. So, so watch this now. We're into this next year and this man had an, a major issue in his life and overnight $60,000 gone. 60,000, right? Unforeseen circumstances. This man overnight had to pull his support at the first of the year. $60,000 gone overnight. And at first I'm like, uh, what are we going to do here, Lord? And God asked me a simple question. Watch this now. And this is how God talks to me. Because when I hung up the phone with that guy, I'm not going to lie uh, I would have to say my vitals probably had changed, right? Heart rate's up, blood pressure probably up. And so God says, this is how God talks to me. Oh no, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, mm, right now is not the time that I wanna have that discussion this way. But that's what he said. Oh no, what are we gonna do? When have I ever failed you to cause you to act this way? And so he, this is what God said, a question. He said, Donnie, what if it all goes away tonight? No more TV. What, what if it goes, all goes away tonight? What are you going to do? No more TV support. What are you going to do? I said, well, on Tuesday night, I'll be in that coffee shop preaching about my Jesus who heals people's bodies. And he said, that's the right answer. All the money gone when the contracts are due at the beginning of the year. Would I be content to go back and just preach Jesus in the coffee shop on a Tuesday night? Yes, I would. There's times right now that I wish that's all I did do. It would seem to be a setback though, right? Maybe even like I'm going backwards in the temptation to worry about money if I just had more money. So January, February, March, and I remember this was weird. It was March and all of a sudden I just remember being like, wait, wait a minute, wait. How are we still on? How are we still on television? Are, are we canceled? 
I've not been seeing any money come in for TV. I hadn't written any checks for it. I, I called and I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, and, and they said, no, it's, it's, it's been paid every month. You've been covered on that. Oh, oh, why? Because I was content. Whatever will you do? I will continue to preach the gospel no matter what or where or how. I will do it and I will be happy doing it. Take all of this away. Take away the podcast. Take away television. Take away the Midwest Healing Center. Take away Sunday mornings. Take away the cameras. What's Donnie going to be doing? He's going to be knocking on the door down there at the coffee shop in his little town of 900 saying, you got to let me in here on a Tuesday night, man. I've got to preach Jesus. And I would be happy to do it. And now we do have the support monthly where we don't even, as a matter of fact, somebody paid this whole year off too for television just this year. What am I saying? I'm telling you, it works. We can't get caught up in the, if I had more, if I had more, if I had more. Trust the source, not the dollar bills, not the account, not the stuff on paper. I'm telling you, it works. It it was never going to be, well, if I just had and then I will. No, it was, I'm going to because God said to do it and the rest is just going to have to catch up because money is not going to say yes and money is not going to say no for me on this, but it is my heart. I was not foolish with it. I don't love it. It's a tool. It is a tool to be used. And I always say, it's just money, right? We'll get more. I've learned to believe God. And while it's working, while it's all working out, in the meantime, just be content. Because I'm telling you, I know this for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, that my God will provide all my needs not according to my bank account, not according to other people's support, not according to what I have and don't have in the hours I'm working and not working. No, no, no. My God will provide all my needs according to his riches in glory. Do you think he has some? Look, he's got a cattle on a thousand hills. You're just going to have to go cash one in this week, Dad. It's okay to recognize, hey, we need some money. Just don't ever allow it to make the decision when it comes to what it is that God called you to do. No, you got to be wise in your own affairs, but if God said you're going to do it, then rest in that and know it shall come to pass. Go ahead and get some money. Just don't let money get you. Don't let it control you. Don't, don't make your focus more of it. It's really just getting more of God who's my provider. You get him, you'll get the money, I promise. All right, thank you for joining me today, the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Until next time, I'm resting in the promises of God, and I'm attempting the ridiculous, and I will achieve the miraculous. Yeah.